Good evening. Good evening. Uh, before we begin, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. We thank you, God, for your son, Jesus, who came and gave his life for sinners such as us. We thank you, God, that he laid his life down as a ransom for us. He paid the price for us. He died and descended into hell, but he arose on the third day. He ascended to the Father where he sits and makes intercession for us. We also thank you, God, that he did not leave us comfortless. He sent us the Holy Spirit who is our guide, who is our comforter, who is our peace, who gives us strength to do the things that you have placed at our hands. So we thank you, God, tonight for this opportunity to be here, to share a few words, a few reflections. We ask God's blessings that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart, that it will be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my help and my redeemer. Amen. 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 Um, can I be like Pastor Joe and take off my jacket? Oh, please do. It's a little warm. It's a little warm in here. It's a little warm. Oh, oh, yes. I'll make sure that I uh, put that in the, in the right place. The air is on, um, and it's going. It's blowing. So. Um, no, that's that's it, that's it'll, it'll help me. But you're right. So it's a little, it's a little warm. As long as I think it's permitted since I'm not standing up in the in, in the pulpit, um, a minister has told me that you need to be <laughs> you have to be in the right attire. And I had shared with um, Pastor Joe if he if it was okay for me to uh, share from the floor. Um, another one of my mentors in the ministry, he said sometimes it's important for you to come down and 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 share with the people. You know, sometimes we. We ministers, we are always up, and we think sometimes by being up that that means that we are somebody. Uh, but but he said every now and then it's okay to come down, and so I asked uh, Joe, my good friend Joe, as he shared, uh, can I come down and share with you uh, this evening? So again, it is good to be with you. Um, we are amongst friends here at Church of Our Savior and. The members at Philip, our cousin, I had shared with uh, Pastor Joe that we are currently not really open. We're still doing uh, services virtually. Uh, we do have First Sunday Communion, and uh, we will be opening for our Easter uh, service. And hopefully, as people feel more comfortable uh, with coming back out into the church, then uh, we will uh, continue to do this. Uh, Pastor Joe just stole a little bit of my thunder in my introduction because I wanted to share how wonderful it has been and I, I, I think it's almost six years, um, Joe, uh, since the first time when he was doing one of his runs and he came and stopped by our church and we've had some very wonderful conversations uh, since that time about a number of, of subjects, also talking about our kids and talking about the church and talking about the community. And as I think about, uh, as he mentioned, the wonderful sharings that we've had on Ash Wednesday services and 
uh, Lent services. I think I came for, not think, I know that I came and shared, uh, I think it was on Monday, um, Thursday, uh, we've done the feet washing uh, service together uh, uh, and, and, and Holy Week. And so we've had some good times together. Amen. Uh, and we have shared our pulpits. I think um, I had an opportunity to be standing up high. Uh, so this afternoon, um, it's good to, to, to be here. The last couple of years have been tough, haven't they? Uh, we have had uh, much separation and disconnect. We, we have all faced loss in some aspect or another, loss of association for our family and friends. We've had loss of friends. Uh, some of us have lost co-workers and classmates, and in many respects, the social connection has been severed, and so this evening it was a wonderful opportunity to break bread with you. Uh, I love uh, vegetable soups. I love minestrone soup. <laughs> I, I skipped the bread this afternoon, but um, I, I just, uh, being able to fellowship and to share, um, and, and we have, uh, although we've had loss and the world has shrunk, we still have opportunities to share through Zoom and Facebook and the ability to live stream. So technology is not all bad. So I'm happy this evening that we've had the opportunity to reconnect. And as I serve, and I call this as your ministerial anchor, your ministerial speaker before Holy Week. I was supposed to speak last Wednesday, but I had to, um, to travel, so I was not able to be there. But um, God knows best. He knows where you need to be, when you need to be, and what you need to do. And so for the next, um, I guess I was given 45 minutes. Uh, Joe told me you have about 45 minutes, but I tell you as a lawyer and a preacher, um, you gotta be careful when you give me a mic and an audience. <laughs> because the 45 minutes, um, but don't, don't worry, especially those of you sitting in the back. I won't take more than 44 minutes. Um, I, I will follow prayerfully as when Joe invited me to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit as we discuss uh, as a subject this afternoon alternatives uh, to fasting. Uh, we are traveling with Jesus in, as he is on the cusps of these most last and difficult days. We are grateful for the double edge of this upcoming final week with Jesus, this holy week. Uh, the lectionary gives us the option during this season of choosing from the passion or from the uh, week of the palms. They, they you either have Palm Sunday choice or the um, or the the his passion as he's entering into uh, Jerusalem. Um, I see that in this Holy Week, as the upcoming Holy Week, we also savor the bitterness of betrayal that Jesus is going to face, the apathy, the trials and 
crucifixion culminated after Good Friday with the triumph of Easter. As some of us hear the cry of Mary who ran to the disciples saying to them that he is risen. So let me begin. I wanted to focus on two chapters um, or two sections. And first in Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 16, we read, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fast, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And then the second verse comes from Matthew 23, where Jesus says to the, the crowd that was listening to him give this um, this, this, this discourse, he said unto them in Matthew 23, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These you ought to have done. We think about passion as part of Lent, or the passion portion of Lent, where we are of the belief that we should give up things to have that fellowship and association with Christ, we want to be able to give up because we realize the hurt and the disappointment and the sorrow and the brutality that Jesus faced. Therefore, some are going to give up some material things, some personal things, and maybe some electronic things, such as social media. You know, some people say, I'm going to take a fast of Facebook and YouTube and those other uh, electronic media. In my tradition, uh, Pastor Joe asked me, well, what about in your tradition? And my tradition is, is very close to your tradition because people give up things like chocolate and any kind of sweets, you know, cake and ice cream and candy. Uh, I would say that sometimes when we think of fasting, we think of food and drinks and no sodas, no alcoholic drinks. Then, then there are the materialists, you know, those that are the shopaholics. You know, whether now I guess now that you have um, um, uh, Amazon, you know, um, there's a box coming every week. Is there, are some of us with boxes every week showing up in the front door? Um, either that or to the, to the drop-off center. Uh, you know, the, the, they give up the temptation of going to the mall where the devil is telling you, why don't you buy that? That, that dress would look good on you. Why don't you swipe the card? That's what my sons used to say when we were little. But dad, all you have to do is swipe the card. You know, it's magic. Swipe the card. Something shows up. Or write a check. You know, there was a time that I would, I would give up sweets. You know, and if you know my eating habits, uh, I can start with the meal and then go to the dessert. How many of you are like that? Some will give up candy and ice cream because, we, you know, sugar is addictive. It hooks us. And some of us during Lent, we want to give up things that draw you, 
that are addictive to you. I will let you use your, your own imaginations as to the things that hook you. Some of you, if it may not be the sugar rush, it might be, as I mentioned, the social media addiction. You are on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, and if not you, maybe your kids or your grandkids. And, and as we've been reading in the media lately, you know, kids are, are, are fighting. They want the likes. And if they're not getting the likes, you know, kids are attacking each other or saying things to each other on these social media, so we have to be very careful. Or you may be strolling through, scrolling, scrolling through YouTube or streaming services trying to find a, 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 a movie. You know, there are hundreds of streaming services, it seems, and you can't find a good movie anymore. You can't find, uh, I'm a, a, a movie buff. You know, I, one of the first movies I ever saw, and, and this is just a little segue, uh, was Who Killed, The Man Who Killed Liberty Balance. It was one of the first movies I ever saw. And one of my first color movies was H&R Puffin Stuff. <laughs> but for the new generations who are looking at things to give up, and I'm not really trying to stereotype them. I know some of our young people are playing sports. They're playing golf and basketball and um, football and soccer and tennis. But it seems that some kids don't go outdoors anymore. They don't go outside and play like some of us went outside and played. What a shame that some kids don't receive the opportunity to see how wonderful God's creation is. A few months ago, I took a walk from Philip, our cousin, down Orange Brick Road and all the way around, and I came up um, Mandarin Road and I stopped by I stopped here to get a drink of water because <laughs> that walk took a little bit longer than I thought it would be. But it was so wonderful to walk and to see the oaks and to, to feel the breeze and to see how wonderful God is and what God has created. I thought about the African Americans who worked on Orange Picker Road and Harriet Beecher Stowe. So brothers and sisters, it's not so much about how we give up, as Jesus said. Uh, those are the material things. You know, sometimes we get so caught up about people wanting people to see that I've given up something. I am, I am in relationship with Christ. I am connected with Christ. So Jesus says the best thing for you to do is to wash your face. The best thing for you to do is, you know, we see those old grumpy gusses. You know, they, they never smile. You know, I'm, I'm giving something up, so I have to show my face to be as um, gruesome as when Jesus received the 39 lashes, or to have our faces look that we are bearing the cross through the streets of Calvary to the place called Golgotha. Jesus says that's not how it's supposed to be. We sometimes have a, 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 a sort of error in, in our thinking. He says if you do your fast, and God knows why you're doing your fast. You're not doing your fast because you're trying to please somebody. So many of us get into the competition of, of having the checklist or, or I want to, uh, I, I know if I get so many things marked off in the book, then I'll get into the kingdom. They forget it is a very simple thing that God tells us. In Romans 10 and 9, he says, all you have to do is believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. It's not about works, it's about our faith. 
And so Jesus tells us when you fast, do it in secret, and the God who knows in secret will give you your reward. You know, as I was thinking about the things that we give up, sometimes maybe we need to give up things such as hatred and insecurity and fears. And that's why I was talking about the, the weightier matters that Jesus talked about in Matthew 23. When he said to the, the Pharisees, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. He said, you paid your tithe of mint and anise and cumin, but you have omitted the weightier matters. So that for you this afternoon, as we think about Lent, it's not so much about giving up the chocolate or giving up the soda or giving up the movies or giving up whatever it is that you think you should give up. If it, but what is going on inside your heart? What is going on inside your mind? You know, you may give up the chocolate, but do you still love your neighbor? A few years ago, I changed a little bit about my process for how I would relate to, to what I do during the Lenten season. I said I needed to know more about Jesus. So I said I needed to spend more time in praying instead of giving up the sweets or the ice cream or the cake or the brownies. I said I decided to, I need to read the scriptures more to tell me more about the Jesus who came and died for me. I said I don't need to worry about so much about giving up the social media, but maybe I need to Barely be in tune to the worship. Be in tune to the praise. Be in tune to why do I come on Sunday mornings at 8, 9.15 to participate in our Sunday school? Why do I come at 7 o'clock in the midweek to participate in the Bible study? You know, sometimes we have done things because of what mom or dad um, taught us to do. You know, that's good. The scripture says that you should raise up a child in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Uh, the reason I'm in the church today is because of my grandmama who prayed for me. Uh, the reason I'm in the church today is because my mom did not allow me to, to, to take a nap at 3 o'clock on, on Sunday afternoons, because in the islands, in the Anglican church that I was raised in, that's when you had Sunday school. You had Sunday school at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We went to church in the morning. So that means, you know, for a kid, you mean I have to go back? <laughs> can't, can't we just do it all in one moment, in, in one flat? You mean I have to? So sometimes, I, you know, yes, Lord, I would, I would fall asleep at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But I, 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 I receive a, a different attitude. I remember when my boys were, were young and before I put on a collar and before I was called to ministry and my sons, uh, we were doing something early in the morning and my sons ran into my bedroom. And you know how sometimes the Holy Spirit pricks you? And I said to myself, I said, you know, my mom and my grandma made sure that I had a grounding in the Word and I'm neglecting that opportunity for my sons. And from that moment to this day, unless I was ill, laid up in bed, I have not missed 
a Sunday school. And I'm not saying it because I'm trying to get a mark or because I'm trying to get a point or because I'm trying to make someone think that I'm better than that. Than that. What I'm saying is, it's the Holy Spirit is the mover. The Holy Spirit, by speaking to me and speaking into my spirit, says, what you are blessed with, your children are deserving of that. Sometimes what we are blessed with, our neighbors and our friends are deserving of that. We, sometimes we need to evangelize within our own households, don't we? And so Jesus, he calls out the Pharisees. You know, in some of my readings, it seems that from the moment that Jesus came on the scene, that the Pharisees were out to get him. It seems that the moment he came on the scene, their thought was, this, this man, this, this carpenter's son, this, this one who is... Uh, who, who raised Lazarus, and because he raised Lazarus uh, in, in Luke 7, I believe, uh, he, he's, he's saying because, they, they were saying because Lazarus was raised, so many people are following Jesus, so we need to get rid of him. You know, sometimes what we don't understand, we try to destroy. You know, don't get me wrong, they said as they wanted to put Jesus in his place because the Pharisees were very tradition-bound. The Pharisees were all about their rules. They were all about uh, doing things at the right time and at the right moment. And sometimes we can do things in the right time and the right moment, but for the wrong reasons. And that was one of the things that Jesus was so careful to point out to us. He says, some of you, as you remember this particular parable, some of you, uh, your, your donkey will fall into the ditch on the Sabbath. You don't have a problem with going and taking them out of the ditch, but you have a problem with me healing. So sometimes it's really about the perspective, doesn't it? It's really about so getting so bound up in traditions, and, and as I said, traditions are, 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 are quite all right. They are, they are okay. But let us not forget that maybe we can start some new traditions. So in the bookend, I look at these two, these two discourses, the Sermon on the Mount and the discourse in, to the Pharisees where Jesus calls them hypocrites. He calls them, he says, you, you look good on the outside. You know, you wear all of the nice robes and the nice trimmings. He said, you say all of those, you say those long prayers. But where is your heart? He says that you're like whitewashed tombs. You're nice and clean on the outside, gleaming. But what is hidden on the inside of those tombs but decay and death? So I thought about when we do things for the right reason that I needed to know more about this Jesus in my Lent, in this Lenten season. I needed to know that when I, I fast, that it needs to be more about not what I'm trying to show, but what is on the inside in my heart. I needed to know that I'm not bound and caught up by the traditions of saying during, fat, during Lent that I fast and I put things away. 
but I'm not doing right by my neighbor. I'm not doing right by my friends. I'm not doing right to the stranger that comes within my gates. I'm not doing, I'm not helping the poor and the, and the downtrodden. I'm not lifting someone up who is lost, who needs to be found. And so as we create new traditions, as we think about um, the reasons of why we do this, I, I look to Isaiah 53. And Isaiah 53, he, he wrote, Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. For he had no form nor comeliness, and then we shall see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. But he, these are the words, the, the words when we move into the season of Lent, when we think about the passion of Christ. And Isaiah says it much better than I ever did, because he says he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But oh, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And so let's not be so much concerned about the sodas or the cakes. I just want to close with this. That there's um, the disciplines that we can practice in the, in the church. And there's the discipline of prayer. He said we should pray without ceasing. We should pray uh, to our Father in heaven. And our Father in heaven, he will reward us. He will give us what we ask. As Father Joe just shared with us in the our, the prayer, that the, the Lord's Prayer. We should read our Bibles a little bit more. You know, sometimes Bibles sit up on uh, card. You see them in the back of the card dashboards. And when you move the Bible, the dark color shows up. You know, that's part of the for show. I have a Bible in my car, but do I use it? Or I have a Bible in my home, but if I do this a little bit, it might cause me to sneeze. <laughs> Because it's dusty and it's not been open. So we pray, we, do, we, we read our scriptures. The third thing that we should do is that we should worship the Lord our God. We were created to worship him. We were created to praise him. And so whether we come in person or whether we come virtually, see some people have taken the pandemic as a time to take a vacation from God. Some people have used the pandemic as a time not to worship virtually, not to worship in person. But they have excused themselves from God as if God has excused himself from us. As Jesus says, I will be with you.
so even in the midst of troubles and trials, in the midst of recessions, in the midst of, of shootings, in the midst of, of, of war, God is still with us. God is still in Ukraine. God is still with us. And so we should worship him, as Jesus said, in spirit and in truth. The third thing we should do is doing some meditation. How many of us take some quiet time, whether it be early in the morning? I, I walk. I can't run. <laughs> I can't run anymore like I used to. And so I, and instead of also going to the McDonald's or to the Burger King, right over at JU, they have a wonderful, and it's covered beautiful oak trees. And so I walk and I reflect and I think, I'm alone with my thoughts. I don't have my phone ringing. I don't have anyone calling me. I don't have, you know, it's just me, the weather, uh, the, the, the woodpeckers knocking on the, I hear the woodpeckers. Knocking on the trees, trying to find grubs. In the spring, I see the robins and I see the, the cardinals and blue jays. Sometimes I go into my little office and I close the door and it's just me and my Bible and God. We live in a very busy world. We're connected by watches that are connected to our cell phones. We are connected to cell phones that are connected to our jobs, it seems, 24-7, and we can't get away from people. Not that we don't like people, but every now and then we need to get away and meditate and read. Sometimes studying and, and, and remembering passages of scripture will come to you by the power of the Holy Spirit when you're faced with that trouble. Then the fifth and last thing that I wanted to share this afternoon is that we need to be about service. We need to be about helping others. We need to be about, as I mentioned earlier, going to the nursing homes now that they have reopened, maybe going to the hospitals, maybe sending a card to someone who, um, you know, who, is, who doesn't have anyone. You know, because sometimes we live in a world where we will put people in nursing homes and never, you know, never visit them again. We go to the hospitals or the prisons because one day those persons in prisons, they're going to get out and they need to know that there's somebody on the outside who cares and loves, who loves them. So, Jesus, you know, he says um, in, in Matthew 7, he says, in the last days there will be some who will call my name and I'm going to say, I don't know you. And, and we, we, but Lord, we did all of these things. He said, but when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. And when I was, he said, when Lord, when didn't we? When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was naked, you didn't clothe me. And I would say, get away from me or move away from me because I don't know you. So as we consider how to do things differently in life, not dealing with the chocolates and the television or the social media. Maybe we should think about the weightier matters that Jesus called out the Pharisees. And maybe if we take some time in, in getting to know him through our
prayers, through our scripture reading, through our worship, through our times in meditation, and through our service to, to others, may be led will look a whole lot different in the future to us. Thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you, Father Joe. And uh, we will close in prayer. And you said to give the blessing. Yeah, do you, do you have comment questions? Does anybody have some questions? Oh, sure, sure. Yes. I didn't even look at the clock. So oh, I know you're good, man. You, got, you, you can do the whole thing again. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Yes, sir. Oh, no, I, I didn't. Um, was that about, what, 30 some minutes? Oh, okay. I, didn't, I told you I wasn't going to take the whole 45. I took not the 44. That was just a little joke. But no, if anyone has any, any questions or thoughts or comments, I'd be more than happy to try my best to answer. And don't be shy. So y'all are going to have a service on Easter, but are you going to start back on a regular basis? Uh, we will have um, a service on Easter. And as we've been building, we've, we've gone from one to two services, and hopefully after Easter we may say, well, let's, if we can, if we did two, we might as well do three. You know, sometimes you have to graduate things. You know, you can't just. And, and for some uh, persons, and again, some of my, my my members were just not comfortable. And and I said to to them, you know, no pressure. Everyone has to make their own decision. I know members. Some members have been in the hospitals, have been dealing. With some have been dealing with cancer, some have been dealing with, um, you know, their, their um, various health issues. And so I'm respected of that. But like I mentioned earlier, we can, we, we've still been able to, to, to worship and fellowship, uh, although it has been, been virtual. Yes, ma'am. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I know um, professionally you're an attorney. Yes, ma'am. And then you're also a minister. How do those two professions dovetail? I'm really interested <laughs> how they how they work together. I, I always think of Paul. I say that you know people say Paul was he was a tent maker, but he was like a, a you know he um, he was very well versed in the Judaic law. And so some people say, well, Paul was a lawyer as well as, you know, wonderful. He has all the gifts. I mean, he's a teacher. He's a, a gift of, of prophecy. You know, he had all of them. He's probably spoken tongues. You know, if you go down the list of the spiritual gifts, Paul had them. Uh, for me, uh, you may not believe this, but I was one of the most shy people you ever wanted to meet. I, I was one of those kids that I was in the back room reading my books, you know, so solitude, very introverted. Uh, and one of my count, guidance counselors, he said, Roger, I think you would make a lawyer. You would be a good lawyer. I had no idea what that meant. Um, so I went to college. I was in journalism at UF. Where's my journalism buddy? Oh, there you are. Um, I graduated from UF. Um, got, went to law school at UF, and the training f 
for lawyer and minister, very, very similar. You have to know how to interpret. Um, you have to know how to um, be very logical because one of the things that people, you know, if Joe, Pastor Joe came up and, and gave a message from a particular verses in scripture, but was way in left field, uh, yeah, people may be loyal to the church, but maybe they may come when Pastor Joe isn't preaching because the logic and the connection to the scripture is not there. And I had to do that as a lawyer. I have to learn how to analyze the law and apply it to facts and then present it either to a judge or to a hearing officer uh, in a logical manner uh, so that they will take my argument over the other guy who's trying to beat me to death. Uh, with his evidence and with his witnesses. And so being an apologist for Christ as, as I am as a, in a minister, I try to uh, make my messages in a logical and a, in, a, uh, in a way that you can, can relate, everyone can relate to who shot Liberty Balance, I hope. Or, <laughs> or you know, or you can relate to chocolate and cake. You, you get it when, when you give up chocolate and cake and, and, and sodas. And so uh, in a roundabout way, um, it has worked for me. Um, and I say that sometimes we don't know who we will develop or turn into. And I'm sure some of you, who you were as a young person in your 20s, 30s, now I'm in, I'm in my 60s, uh, but I remember that little boy who told his eighth grade, my eighth grade teacher tried to make me come to the front of the room and to read, and I couldn't do it. I said, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't do it. I was, I was so shy. I was, but um, when I started playing sports, and I think we all have a gift that's on the inside of us, and it's up to us to grow that gift. And so, it turned out when I, when I went to law school, I didn't intend, I, I was going to be, I wanted to go be a, maybe a contracts lawyer or a lawyer that just um, didn't have to deal with people. Uh, but I found, I enjoyed the interaction, I enjoyed the argument, I enjoyed cross-examining, I enjoyed winning. I, I'm, I'm an introvert, but I like to win. <laughs> <laughs> and I was at Florida in those years where you were not with Sir, I think, did I, did I answer your question, ma'am? Yes, you did. Thank you. And sir, I think you. I was just going to compliment you. As, as my daddy would say, that's my kind of preaching. Long on substance, short on content. <laughs> <laughs> short on text. Yeah, yes. Oh, you're welcome. And as um, another one of my mentors said, to God be the glory, because I'm just a vessel. Uh, I, I, I want to be used um, by God in a manner that is pleasing to him, because I, I don't have, I, I know I don't have, um, you know, I'm, I don't have Methuselah's this time. So um, while it is still my opportunity and my time, uh, I would like to use my gifts to the glory of God. And so thank you for that, sir. I appreciate it.
They're used to long on time and short on content. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, I've heard you preach. You, you do a wonderful job. Any other questions, thoughts, or comments? If not, should I turn it back over to you? And yes, here's your blessing. Okay, well, uh, let us stand. I will close in prayer, and then I will give us the benediction. Father God, we thank you again for this time, this hour, this opportunity to fellowship one with another. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for Jesus, who, as we think in a few, in a week or so, God, will enter Jerusalem sitting on a donkey, and everyone is going to cry, Hosanna. They will throw strewn palms in front of him. They will throw cloaks in front of him. But in a few days, they will say, crucify him. But he did not shrink from his responsibilities or his duties. He came to give his life as a ransom for us. And so for that, we are thankful. So God, we thank you for the opportunity to serve. We thank you for all who have joined us, who have participated in this worship service. We thank you for the blessings of Holy Communion. We thank you for Pastor Joe, for giving me this opportunity to stand before you today. And so now as we prepare to depart from this place, I will now share with us the benediction. Now, unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. They put me up to this. I gave you the trick one uh, just to see. <laughs> and you did a good so job. I could, uh, if I can handle it. Yeah, you did a good job. Yeah, next week, uh, remember next Holy Wednesday, busy week next week, next Holy Wednesday, we have agape meal. It's always been for the kids before. This is for the whole parish, definitely for the kids, but all for the everybody. 5.30 on Wednesday, and then at 7 o'clock on Wednesday, we'll be in here for Bob Moore and Heather Turvey and Haydn's uh, tribute to the last seven words of Christ. So please come. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful musical offering. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Oh, God bless you.